All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Brent Wallace uh, joined alongside the smartest man in hockey, Jason York. Uh, Bobby Ryan is off for today, as as always, <laughs> Yorkie. Uh, good to see you, my friend. Listen, it's the middle of summer. I'm yep. assuming is your golf game in top-notch form? Well, we'll see, Wally. I think you and I are going to see each other tomorrow at, at the Pro-Am at Eagle Creek. So uh, hopefully they don't make us play the tips there because Eagle, well, yeah. that's, that's, thought, a, that's a tough track. I thought it was mini golf. So uh, we'll see how this is going to play out. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to talk a lot about uh, you and I because nobody wants to listen as much as they yeah. do to our guest that's coming up. So we've got one of the newest senators, Zach McEwen, ready to join us. Uh, so as always, Yorkie, we'll get through our ad reads, but pay attention today because there's some changes. Um, as always, this show proudly presented by Botano. Uh, go to botano.ca, download uh, the award-winning app, state-of-the-art, by the way. Faster, most user-friendly, and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet. Uh, odds for the Stanley Cup champions are out, and for Coach of the Year, and for all kinds. Brady Kachuk tied right now with Connor Bedard for Hart Trophy uh, MVP odds. Um, also, live in-game betting and the most competitive odds in the market. Botano, the game starts now. And Renfrew Pro. Been with us since day one. Look him up on the internet <laughs> at uh, renfrewpro.com. How old am I? I just www. 
www.redfruitpro.com. Uh, it is available at all major retailers. Uh, as always, easy to tear with your hands. Moisture resistance. It's the one with the green core. And Instagrammers, don't forget, give them a little look up there at Renfrew Pro. Don't forget to tag your teammates for unlimited entries. And you can share your story for 10 bonus entries. You get this one, too. Oh, really? <laughs> BEI, <laughs> Punisher Excavating. Our friends there, they got a great hockey team. They're off for the summer. Wally, I think you spare for them. Uh, look them up for equipment, rentals, aggregate, and topsoil sales. Custom crushing and screening. I should put my glasses on for this one. It's been a while. <laughs> Highway maintenance, uh, excavating.com BEI. And don't forget, Wally, too, to slow down in construction zones. Helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, yes, all right, sir. that's not bad, Yorkie. I'll, gi I'll give you some slack because I kind of just sprung it on you. So oh, yeah. uh, just try to keep you on your toes, if you will. Yep. Uh, speaking of playing on his toes, uh, welcome in all the way from Charlottetown, uh, one of the newest members of the Ottawa Senators and one of our favorite Maritimers, Zach McEwen, sir. Uh, I'm hoping you brought fresh lobster. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. So, Zach, what are you up to in the uh, offseason that you get to spend it on the island? Uh, you know, just uh, hard in the gym, you know, on the ice a lot. Um, trying to play a lot of golf every chance, I guess. Um, you know, the weather kind of just turned here on the island the last couple of weeks. So, uh, trying to beat the heat and, uh, you know, maybe hit the beach or something. I'm actually currently hanging out by a pool right now. It's a nice day here. That's why I, uh, I thought I'd do this outside. What's the handicap? What's the, the time. what's the handicap at right now, Zach? Uh, the handicap is a tentative four, I would call it. Um, it with potential to, to you know, to not really be in that range someday. So, um, it's hit or miss. Have a couple good rounds, you know. It's uh, I guess every golfer will tell you that it has, has has the chance to be pretty bad some days. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hey, where's your go-to? Because I've, I've been down there for golf a few times. The golf is magnificent. You got Crowbush down there, Dunderay. Uh, where, where do you usually play? I'm a member of Dunderay in Brudenell. Uh, oh. My place is pretty close to there, so it's uh, it's nice having those courses really close. They're, they're beautiful courses. Fantastic. Who's the best NHL player you've played golf with? Oh, that's a tough one. Um I'd probably say JT Miller. Honestly, I've that guy just smashes the ball, and his short game's ridiculous. So, I'll uh, hopefully he doesn't see this, but I guess I'll I'll have to give him that one. Nobody watches our show. It's okay. No, I'm uh, always, I always have a battle with him on uh, who can hit the ball further, but he can get it in the cup quicker. So, I think I'm gonna have to give him that one. Okay, so you know the next question: Who's the worst NHL player you've golfed with? I do hope he sees this. Definitely Thatcher Demko. <laughs> if he sees that, he's going to be pissed at me for saying that. His game's come a long way. How bad was it? No, it wasn't bad at all. Sure. <laughs> he's a pretty good golfer, but I just I think he would uh, he'd be pissed at me for saying that. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate. It. Anytime you can chirp a teammate, uh, yeah. I'm all for it. So, uh, welcome back to Ottawa. Obviously, you played in Gatineau. If people don't know, you had uh, 31 goals, I think, in your overage year playing for the Olympic. Uh, I, I know it's a leading question, but are, are you pretty excited to be joining Ottawa uh, for a number of reasons? But one, you get a full three-year contract, and I think that's got to be huge for a guy that wasn't sure he was ever going to play in the National Hockey League. I am. Yeah, you know, Ottawa is a beautiful city. Uh, I really enjoyed my time there whenever I was there in, in Gatineau. I actually lived in Ottawa with my uncle, who I was building with there, so... 
um, I got pretty familiar with the city. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed living there. So um, to coming back to Canada also and just, you know, being closer to home, uh, you know, for my family and friends that, yeah. you know, it's a direct flight from PEI to get to a couple of games if they want to go instead of going, you know, all the way across the continent or out to LA or even Philly was a little tougher to get to. So um, just being in that vicinity and, and, you know, being in Canada and, and you know, the, ex- the excitement with this young and, and exciting team coming up too is, is, you know, it's just something I'm, I'm really excited about. And Zach, like a, you've, you've told your story before. I know you had a great interview with the athletic Wally sent me your story and I, I didn't realize the road that you traveled to get to the NHL. It's an awesome story, man. I played overage myself. I'll tell you an interesting thing too. I almost ended up going to the university of Prince Edward Island. I was uh, I played my last year OA, and I was I was going to quit, and they flew me down to PEI. I was going to go to school there, but coach said at the time, he goes, you know, don't give up on yourself. And I, I read your story. You actually played in the Maritime League. That That's unbelievable to start there. Go to the Maritime Like, people that aren't familiar with the Maritime League, that not a lot of people get out of there. Um, I played but, against Drake Batherson in the Maritime League too, actually, when he was there for crazy. he was there for a little stint. So crazy. So like, you go to the Maritime League, you end up trying to get getting called up to the queue, and then you just took it from there. But maybe just there had to be someone in your life. Like I know you didn't give up on yourself, but maybe someone going back that said, "Hey, don't, like you got you got some tools here, you got some skills." Is there anybody that kind of gave you a little bit of uh, encouragement along the way? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I had a really good, um, support staff my first year in the American league, actually, whenever I was in Utica, um, coach, uh, Trent Cull there was a head coach and, you know, he, <laughs> he really kind of sat me down. He, you know, he made me look at myself and he said, you know, what kind of player you're going to be in the next level. And, um, you know, he gave me the opportunity to, to kind of put those tools together in the pro game. And then, um, obviously went to bat for me to get to the next level of Vancouver. So, um, you know, him and the staff there, Jason King, and, you know, really helped me a lot. And I had, uh, Ryan Johnson, who was, who was a big believer in me and, you know, kind of took a chance on me. I think, um, early on in my career was, you know, those guys, those guys helped me get to the next level, you know, taught me what it was like to, to be a pro and, and, you know, what it's going to take to stay in the next level. So, um, you know, I'd say them. And then I think, taking those tools that I, that I learned from them and kind of just applying them every year after that. And, and, you know, trying to be a sponge, trying to learn everything I can, trying to be a good locker room guy, trying to, you know, be a good teammate. And then, you know, obviously figuring out how I'm going to bring value to a team in, in this league was, was probably the biggest thing I had to figure out. It's very calming with the birds chirping in the background. I'm sitting here enjoying that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, uh, did did have you talked to Drake since you signed with Ottawa? Does he remember playing against you? Yeah, no, I've uh, I've kind of stayed in touch with him a little bit over the years. Nice. Kind of every time I, uh, you know, every time we play against each other, uh, whether it's in Ottawa or wherever I was. So, um, you know, he reached out. A few of the guys in the team reached out the day I signed. So, you know, I'm, uh, it seems like a really good group of guys. Seems very welcoming already. I'm pretty excited to get there, and meet everybody, and uh, you know, get things going. Did you ask Drake to get you into the Sydney Crosby Summer Skates? uh no i didn't uh, <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i could go over there with uh with a couple of guys if i wanted to it's uh i might make a way over there for a couple it's a little bit of a long drive we got a pretty good group of guys over here right now so um you never know uh we'll see what happens with those i think by the way jody shelley came out of the maritime league too and ended up playing oh yeah that's right um 
So you said a couple of guys reached out to you. How long was it until you heard from the captain who, uh, we'll just get into your run-ins in a bit, but was he soon to, did he reach out to you right away? Did you apologize to him? Uh, you know, he had, a, he had a pretty funny text that he sent me when he reached out. He's, he's like, hey, man, good to have you. Uh, boys are excited to see you. Guess we're not going to get the trilogy fight. And, uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, no need for that anymore. But I think what I should have said was, you never know. I'm a pretty aggressive practice player, so keep your head up. But I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I missed an opportunity there. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to start on that foot. He's, uh, you know, obviously he's a, he's, a, he's a heart and soul player, plays the game tough. And, you know, I really respect that. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Zach has fought Brady twice. Uh, we will play the video. Now, I, so you tell me, now that he's your teammate, do you enjoy going up with Brady Kachuk? He's, he seems like a pretty strong individual to me. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's, he, fights, uh, he fights like kind of just nothing held back, kind of, uh, you know, just – sit there and go toe to toe he's big strong guys you know he's tough obviously um you know everything can happen in in, in the run of a game it's uh you know it is what it is you, you're gonna you move around the league you're gonna end up playing with guys that you fought um you know it's it is what it is and uh, you know i think it's gonna be pretty easy to kind of move past that i think we both have respect for each other and i think uh you know um it's just something that's that kind of comes with the game he got the best of you in that fight. Are you okay with that? I think I stepped on my <laughs> stick, but we'll let him have that. One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good. The uh, The other thing is you scored your first NHL goal against Ottawa. Like there's a lot of tie-ins to Ottawa for some reason. Um, yeah. Do you want to explain that one? You were named the second star in that game, by the way. Um, December 3rd, 2019, you beat uh, Anders Nielsen. Yeah, um, I think I was just parked in front of the net, uh, trying to keep body position. Uh, I think the first shot missed the net and kind of went around the boards back up D to D, and the same thing happened. I ended up getting body position, and, you know, it was a good tippable puck. I got a stick on it. It went in. So, uh, you know, obviously getting that first NHL goal is a dream come true, and it's, uh, you know, kind of a weight lifted off the shoulder. So, uh, you know, that's one I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. Is that, how, how, sorry, just go, sorry. Go ahead, Wally. Finish up. With your I just want the only thing I was going to say is you kind of alluded to it. Like, what does that goal mean to you, knowing that you weren't the drafted guy, you weren't the guy that was scouted? Like, you even admit in your article about having a chip on your shoulder. I don't know it may, if the chip is still there, but does that one goal, or maybe the first NHL game, you tell me what do they signify to you? Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's an accumulation of a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, yeah. and. Um, you know, I think, like you said, I, I did, have, I still have that chip, you know, I, I'm, I'm still not looked at as by everybody as a guy that, you know, necessarily deserves to be in this league, or some people may say that I do. Some people may say I don't, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to earn that from people, from as many people as I can. Um, I think that first goal, that first game, um, obviously it's the accumulation of hard work, but, you know, getting to the league is, is one thing, staying in the league is another thing. So, um, you know, it's still, it's still a lot of work to be done and, you know, it's something I enjoy, something I, I, I thrive off of. So, um, and obviously, you know, kind of trying to prove people wrong as much as I can. 
And Zach, I was, I was looking at your numbers and interesting about you, you, you didn't really grow till you were late, later on at 17. I read you grew like six, five, six inches in one year and then 35 goals in your last year junior. And you threw up some pretty good numbers in the American League. You, you can't play in this league anymore if you're a one-dimensional player. You're going to be able to skate. You got to have skills. So you, you, you appear to be, to me, a guy that, that's just kind of coming into his own a little bit later in life. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I definitely took a late growth spurt. I think that's kind of why I was passed over in, in all the drafts, all the, you know, I wasn't drafting the Q, I wasn't drafting the NHL. Um, you know, I hit that growth spurt. I kind of figured out, um, you know, the, the, the smaller skill player type of game I played before that, along with, you know, this newly found, uh, physical body that I had this, you know, was had some size on some guys and had some weight on some guys. And, and, you know, I could play that physical game. So I think that's kind of how I threw that all together was putting that, uh, you know, putting that small skill game along with the, with the rough physical game together. And, and, you know, I think that brings value to, to teams. I think uh, obviously, like you said, you can't, you can't play in this league if you can't skate and you can't play. So, um, you know, I had a lot of work to do I'd figure out my skating. I had to, you know, work on work on the uh, hockey IQ side of the game, knowing the game, the speed of the game. So, um, you know, it's a lot of things I had to work on. And, and then, you know, being able to play with that uh, night in and night out. You're, so obviously you got a physical side of your game. You're a guy that's not afraid to drop the mitts. When, when did you start? Because there's certain points in guys' career when they start fighting for you. When did you start dropping the gloves? Was that in the Maritime Leagues? Um, I think I might have had two fights in the Maritime League when I was 17 and 18. I think I yeah. might have had four my first year when I was 19 in the queue. Um, I had maybe five or six when I was 20 years old in the queue. Um, you know, that first lead, first year in the American League, I, I can't remember. It was maybe four or five, nothing crazy. But, yeah. you know, I was kind of always picking and choosing my battles with, uh, yeah. you know, maybe with guys that I, I knew I would have a better shot against. And then. I think it was my second year in the American League. I kind of, you know, started fighting some some bigger, more tougher guys, guys that were, you know, more uh, there to fight than, than anything. Um, and then, you know, I think I kind of fell into that role a little bit in Vancouver whenever there was, you know, nobody really to do that. And, and I saw an opportunity for myself to kind of stick around in the league and, and, and tr- create some value. I know, um, you know, there's not a lot of guys that – that are willing to do that uh, night in and night in or night in and night out and um, answer the bell. So, um, and then I think when I got to Philly is, is there's really nobody there my first year in Philly. So, um, you know, I kind of took in that role and, and it earned me, you know, a chance to play every game. And, and, you know, the first time in my career when I was, you know, playing consistently in the, in the NHL and, and, you know, getting some experience and, and, and learning the game more. So, um, it's all, it's just giving me an opportunity to get my foot in the door. And obviously, you know, once you kind of build up that reputation, it's something you got to stick with. And, you know, I have absolutely no problem uh, sticking with that. It's, it's part of my game and, um, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, 18 NHL fights, another five preseason postseason. I don't know why they don't include those, but uh, I think they're important when it comes to NHL fights. Yeah. Uh, is there one that you've ever gotten into and really right away went, this guy's a lot stronger than I th- thought he was yep (laughs) (laughs) uh chara (laughs) oh yeah yeah no i uh i got in a fight with chara 
some stupid reason why I don't know why he came at me looking like he wanted to fight. And I <laughs> kind of just thought you never know until you know, I guess was kind of my reasoning. Um, but I got in it and I threw three punches and they all landed about a foot short. And I said, Oh, I'm in trouble. And then I, <laughs> I, I bore about three in the forehead and, and then I went down and he ended up being a really good guy about it. And he was like, Hey man, I, uh, I let up there and I stopped. I, I was like, well, thank you. You probably could have murdered me. So <laughs> no, it's, it happens. obviously there's, you know, there's guys that are going to get the best. You there's guys that are big and strong. Um, you know, you can't go into a fight, um, you know, trying to get out of it or, or thinking that, you know, you're, you're going to lose. That's, there's no way to go about it. And that's, you know, never how I'll go into a fight. So, um, you know, it's just, it's all about, uh, you know, confidence and, Anything can happen in a fight. You never know. Yeah, there's uh, there, Zach. There's. Have you ever seen the video? It's it's a it's a little bit older when 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 Chera and Brian McCabe got into it. And Chera McCabe's about 225 pounds. He basically picks him up off the ice and spins him around. Have you ever seen that video? Uh maybe. I don't know. I don't recall it right now. But uh, check it. Might... Check it. Check it yeah. up on you on YouTube when you got a chance. It's hilarious. It just shows how strong Chera is. Like, no, he is. Uh, he's very strong. I, I <laughs> he he doesn't need a reminder, Yorkie. Listen, um, you know what though? To to Zach's point, like he does. He's so strong and he knows it. Like I sat there and watched the guy do forty nine pull ups in in training camp. Like that's who does that? Like it's yeah. it's uh, the guy's a different level. He is a different level, uh, and it was fantastic to watch him play in Ottawa. Uh, I want to get to the, uh, and this may veer off topic a little bit, but the arms race suddenly in the Atlantic Division, or even in the the East, but all of a sudden, Tanner Janot, uh, Ryan Reeves, Milan Lucic, uh, you could say Clem Costin maybe in Detroit. I'm not sure your thoughts on that. Arbor Jacques in Montreal. Like Suddenly, everybody seems to have a tough guy in the division. Do you have a reasoning for that? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, you know, there's always a spot for that in the game. I think, um, you know, your, your, your best players are going to feel a little safer with guys like that out in the ice. I, I, I'm pretty sure. So, um, you know, I'm sure guys find value in that in, 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 on all those teams and they see, you know, kind of the momentum shift you can have in games. So, um, you know, obviously those are some tough customers and, and some guys that, that know that role really well. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting season. <laughs> Yes, because you're you're going to be called. I that to me is job security. Seeing all those names in one division seems like everybody's got job security for a little bit here. For sure. Um, what was your first job you had as a kid, or did you actually make or get a job? Uh, well, my uh, grandparents owned a strawberry farm, so I used to get dragged to the bed to go pick berries when I was about five or six years old, which. I uh, wasn't too keen on doing, but um, it was kind of a rite of passage in the family and I had to do it. Um, I actually used to work at a, at a racetrack too, racing horses, uh, just uh, harness racing, kind of mucking stalls. And another thing my grandfather was really into, and, uh, you know, I used to have a racehorse when I was younger. So uh, that was, you know, a little bit of a little bit of a work, ec- work ethic thing that, that I learned growing up as well. How did your horse do and what was his name? It was, it was, he, he that horse brought a lot of heartbreak to to our family. <laughs> uh, he was a trotter, so those things are they're a little more finicky than the regular ones. They uh, tend to go off stride a lot more. 
Um, but no, he won one race and, and that was it. And, and, you know, every, every other race, I think he finished last. So, uh, he didn't last too long in our family. Uh, Oh, uh, how, how important is the number 17 to you? Did Ridley, how did it get to you that did Ridley yeah. give it up or explain? Yeah, no, I, I have a lot of respect for, for Ridley. You know, I really appreciate what he did. I, I reached out to him. Um, you know, number 17 for me has, you know, it, it carries a lot of weight. It's because, uh, obviously my father passed away, um, in 2020, uh, he had a stroke suddenly he was 48 years old. So, um, he was, uh, you know, he was the main influence in my life. My biggest, you know, my biggest fan, that's the name of my charity. That's why, you know, that's why we call it that after him. So, um, he was actually born August 17th, 1971. So, uh, and it worked out when I was in Vancouver, uh, when he was still alive, um, they actually just gave me number 71 whenever I made it to the NHL. And then I kind of learned the significance of it. Um, and then we'll kind of put the significance of it together. Um, and then after he passed, you know, I really wanted to keep that number just as, you know, kind of a symbolic thing to keep him with me. Um, you know, uh, number 17, especially was his favorite number and, um, you know, something he was always telling me to be. So, um, you know, for him to give that to me, I, I really appreciate that. That's, you know, that's a great move from a great guy. Um, I, I definitely owe him a dinner. I'll take him out for dinner and maybe a couple couple of drinks some night whenever i get to uh get to ottawa to show my thanks uh fantastic story um <laughs> speaking of the charity uh you uh, you have a golf tournament every year i think it's on july 29th this year in, is yeah. it in charlottetown or it- uh yeah so it's uh, it's actually a two courses we do uh it's like a day scramble we do we fill up two courses on the same day um the winners of each course come to number 18 at Belvedere Golf Club. Uh, so it's at Belvedere Golf Club in Charlottetown uh, and then Fox Meadow uh, Golf Course in Stratford, where I grew up too. Um, so the winners of each uh, course go to number 18 at Belvedere and they, they come down in a playoff kind of in front of the whole tournament. So uh, we raised a lot of money nice. for, for the charity that day. You know, it's, it's a great way. You know, we have a lot of support through PEI people. You know, people are so generous and helping out on that day. And, um, you know, it's always a great tournament. Like we have 72 teams in it this year. So, um, you know, it's a really fun day with lots of, uh, you know, lots of food. Um, you know, there's a couple of beverages out on the course. Um, and, you know, it's just a great day to get everybody together and remember my father and, you know, tell stories and, uh, you know, really enjoy the day. Plus, it's for a great cause. We, uh, you know, awesome. we, we, we get to help a lot of kids after that day. I well, love who's that who's that whose idea was it to have the playoff that's a great idea like coming uh, down on 18 like that <laughs> it was kind of just ours last year we since we started doing two courses last year we kind of threw it in there just as a little little yeah. side thing just for you know at the end of the day people come over there's like a bus that takes the other team over to the other course and um we actually had two teams tie for low score last year on one of the courses so there was three okay. teams coming down number 18 it's like, it's like my buddies. It's like a lot of, you know, people around the Island, you know, friends of my father's friends of my brothers. And, you know, it's like a lot of people we know, but I just, yeah. I, I, I heard a lot of people reaching out after the, after the tournament, just saying how nervous they were coming down number 18 <laughs> oh. at, the, at the end there last year. Cause you got like the oh. whole tournament standing around the green, like it's the masters coming down 18. So, uh, yeah. you know, it was a pretty good thing. And, you know, I think it built a lot of excitement for everybody to come back next year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably unlike the Masters though. Every I I could imagine everyone's heckling, right? 
Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, <laughs> if you if you miss, you're uh, you're not gonna live that one down. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Uh, people we know on the island, one of them is Dion Phaneuf, former Ottawa Senator. Do you see him? And have you got him into your golf tournament? Uh, yeah, I run into Dion a little bit. Um, I was actually just a guest at his charity event there. That he does a he does a great thing for the Special Olympics on PEI. Um, so I was talking to him there. He 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 told me to reach out to him. So um, you know, I haven't texted him yet, but uh, I'm sure if he's available, he'll uh, he'll try to make an appearance. Ah, uh, fantastic! He does a lot of charity work. He's a, a very very good guy. Great. I will give him all the credit in the world for that. Um, on to the sentence. What was your thought or your impression of them before you came to Ottawa that made you decide um, this is where I'd like to be? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, I just, I remember every time playing against them, it was always a tough game. Uh, you know, they played hard. They were young. They were skilled. They had a lot of firepower. Um, you know, I just remember like every time playing them thinking how good this team is going to be and you know, how they're just starting to put it together and stuff too. So, um, you know, there was, it was a whole mix of things, you know, obviously had Claude Giroux there and, you know, I became pretty tight with him when I was in Philly and, you know, he's been the guy that's been in my corner for, to get me there since, uh, you know, since I didn't sign in LA and, um, you know, he just, he was just a, he's just a great guy and a great leader that, you know, I, I really enjoyed playing with. And, um, you know, it seems like there's a young, really tight group of guys on this team. And I, I think it's going to be a great group to be a part of. Was Claude the first guy to reach out to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking to him kind of a little bit leading up to it too. So I think that, uh, you know, that was great uh, to get the job did, done there. Did he promise you anything? Hey, come to, to Ottawa. I can hook you up with a free dinner. <laughs> no, not necessarily promises. No, it was uh, more of uh, just uh, we want you there kind of thing. So you go from torts to uh, DJ Smith, who are, I'm going to say, 
fairly completely opposite coaches. What do you take away from Torts? Um, Torts is a no messing around type of guy. You know, he he tells you how it is, and um, you know, I think you know where you stand with him uh, every day. Uh, I think that's a great thing for a player like me. Uh, something yeah. I respond to, and uh, you know, he's he's just a do your job kind of guy. Uh, do your job. Don't try to be something you're not. And, you know, if you're not doing your job, you better start doing your job. And uh, that's something I, I, I responded to well. And, um, you know, but I'm excited to see, you know, DJ. I talked to him a little bit. Uh, you know, I know what he expects from me. I'm I'm fully prepared to, you know, do everything I can to, to you know, fill that role for him and, uh, you know, be that player that he wants me to be. Have you um... – I don't know if, what I guess what conversations, if any, have you had much with DJ? Uh, I know it's the summer, so there's not a lot of chatter probably going on. Um, you know, just a little bit. Uh, you know, just kind of, just kind of leading up to camp a little bit. Uh, you know what we're looking at, what he's kind of looking at for me. Um, you know, just stuff that you know is going to mentally prepare me for for what to expect coming in there. Do you pay attention to social media much when you see all the chatter about Ottawa? The fans want you in the playoffs. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Obviously, the players do too. But do you do you sense the pressure or the desire that Ottawa is waiting for this team to be a playoff team? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure every fan base is, you know, especially yeah. when you got a young, exciting team like that. Uh, you know, every team wants to go into the season with the goal to make playoffs and the goal to, you know, win the Stanley cup. So, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to do everything in their power to get there. Uh, I just have a couple more questions. Um, one of them would be what's your ultimate golf foursome, but that includes you. So three other players we will stick to hockey or celebrities that you can golf with. Um, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe, maybe Gretzky. I think we'll throw a hockey guy <laughs> <Nice> in there. Maybe. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll throw a hockey guy in there, Gretzky. Right. That's a pretty good list. Um, if you were sitting at home, uh, this is a fan favorite question, and watching a movie, uh, what is your favorite cheat snack uh, to have? Favorite cheat snack? Uh let me think. I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a chips guy. I think I could, uh, mm. you know, if somebody brings that chips in front of me, I might have to have a handful or two. It doesn't matter about the flavor? I'll go Doritos. <laughs> okay. Uh, and do you are you, like, superstitious? Do you have a game day routine? Is there anything strange about Zach McEwen that we don't know about? Uh, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty superstitious. Yeah. Uh, oh. not like nothing crazy weird or anything, but it's just mostly just routine, just doing, you know, having the same kind of setup every time, every game day. Um, you know, it's like just tying one skate first and, but it, I think that's more just habit at this point than anything. Uh, but yeah. also I'll, I'll make sure to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you you, there- you all- you a last guy off the ice for warm up, uh, guy Zach? Yeah, usually, unless somebody yeah. else fights for it, then I'm not too picky. But it. will you wait until the other team leaves? Are you no, no, okay. no? Usually, it's just you last guy on our team. All right. Um, 
Yorkie, you got anything? Before we let no, go? I'm good. I'm good. How are you holding that phone up, Zach? Are you just holding that up with your hand? I'm just holding up with my hand. I hope I'm not shaking too much here. Trying, I should have. I, it's I, been I pretty good through the whole on the decks uh, scenario here. You got the birds chirping and hey, you want sun's to just funny? kind of shifting and coming in my eyes here right now. So <laughs> I'll, I, tell you, uh, I'll tell you, uh, you, you threw a name out earlier. Your old coach Trent Cull. I actually played with Culler in Windsor when he oh, was a yeah. rookie. Oh, what an absolute beauty. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. He was a he, you know, he was awesome to me. He was a good mentor for me. That's good to hear. He yeah. just got hired yesterday uh for the Wranglers, if I'm not mistaken. Calgary. Oh really? Right? Nice. All right. Uh Zach, we appreciate your time. Uh, I I appreciate because I know it's the middle of the summer. And so uh for you guys to take time out to spend it with me uh in Yorkie, we appreciate it. No Thanks, problem Zach. at all, fellas. I appreciate the uh invite. We look forward to seeing you on the ice in uh, September, my friend. Can't wait to get there. Take care. There goes Zach McEwen. Uh, I'm excited to see him play um, for a number of reasons. One, I yeah. love a guy that's got a chip on his shoulder and wants to yeah. prove people wrong. And Me too. He's now got his first full uh, one-way contract for three years. I, I think he's just going to run people over. Six foot four. What a 215, 220 pounds. Uh, he's got some sneaky skill too, Wally. I watched some video on him. Like he can yeah. play a little bit. Like, and yeah. he like the thing is, and you know what, you know what maritime guys are like, right? Hard working. I'll guarantee you he is an unbelievable guy in the room, just from what I've heard. And and Claude Giroux, Claude Giroux is not gonna fight for a guy to get into the Ottawa Senators if he doesn't know he's a good fit because Claude's been around for a long time and sees the value in having a player like this. I think he's, I think it's a dynamite fit and, you know, fighting is, is anybody really scared out there anymore? Well, you need him. Here's the reason you need Zach McEwen. Number one, you don't want Brady Kachuk fighting all the time. If, if you've got Brady, cause Brady's going to fight. If he's challenged, he's going to do it. That's just the type of guy he is. So mm-hmm. now, now you're going to have a big guy like Zach in there who is going to take on a lot of those fights that, that, that Brady shouldn't be doing because people think, yeah, fighting's great, but all it takes is for you to just hit that helmet, the right part with your knuckle, and you're out six weeks. And that's just something yep. you don't need if you're the Ottawa Senators. So, and I, and I, I like the fact, too, like he's, when, he, when we asked him about it, he's like, yeah. Something I enjoy doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I, uh, and, um, you know, he's a great story. It, nothing came easy. Never drafted. Played overage. Worked his way up. Works on his craft. Like, he's, he's 27 years old. Like he's, not, he's not old, but he's, like, he's not, he's not that young. So no, he's a guy. No, you know what he is? He's a guy that knows who he, he is, knows. what he is, and how exactly. he's gotten there. So nothing, exactly. right, nothing taken for granted. He's mature enough to understand all that. And Claude Giroux, back to your point, doesn't have time. He's a no-nonsense guy. He reminds me of not torts a bit, but same thing. Yeah. But just does. I don't have time to fuck around. So this is the guy I think should be here. This is exactly who should be in the lineup. Uh, Claude's not saying that just for the hell of it. No, and, and people are saying, well, it's three years. I, I don't mind the contract. I, I just think there's value there. Um, and... And from all accounts, everything I've heard, everything I've seen, he, he's going to be a really good fit with this group. And you can just, you can tell too from talking to him, he's he just understands exactly where he is, what he needs to do. And by the way, like three years at a minimal cost is a contract you can move if need be down the stretch. Like let's, yeah, it, this isn't a handcuffed contract, and I have, I have no issues it's, with 
it's it. it's well when when Zach was talking about it, like there's just very few guys in the game nowadays that have this kind of size mm-hmm. and that can play a little bit and that are and that can fight. It's just there's not that many guys around anymore. And, and they're that are all good. in the same division. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy yeah well we even you named out uh where's delorier right now that was with philadelphia oh jonathan Delor- did he go to Minnesota? nicholas delorier he's he's yeah. a tough guy as well he's, like yes like he he's one of the heavies in the league as well there's just not that many but with reeves coming to toronto and you know, mentioned luchik oh. you just you don't want brady kachuk having to take on that many fights so this is this is a great not deterrent but it's it's a great it's a, it's a great player to have to make sure your captain's not getting hurt. Delorier is in Philadelphia. Totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, tough guy. Uh, yeah, no, no, there's a few. There's just and you look at the the East is just full of them, and it always makes me laugh because remember a few years ago everybody was kind of pushing away from tough yep. guys and yep. like the Buffalo. Who led the Buffalo Sabers last year in penalty minutes? Yorkie. <sighs> yeah, we 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 talked about this before. Um, Jeez, I don't know. Rasmus Dahlin. Really, eh? A lot of like 90 penalty minutes. Jeez, that's a lot of hooks. <laughs> a lot of hooks. Trip of slash. Of, yeah. Trip slash. So, um, like, they don't have one. Uh, like let's, could... and, and let's be honest here, too. The last thing you want, if you're the Ottawa Senators, it's tough enough when Toronto comes into your building and half the fans have Leaf jerseys on. You don't want Toronto coming into your building and taking liberties on your players. You don't. So this is going to be a deterrent for that, and it's, he's mm-hmm. going to be a real nice fit. And Because Ryan Reeves is going to – if you didn't have a guy like like Zach, you're going to have Ryan Reeves running around in your building. And people say, well, leave him – well, it's one thing to leave him, to leave him alone, but he's still going to have an effect, and, and yeah. sooner, sooner or later someone's going to have to step up and fight him. And that momentum in a visitor's rink, which is full of your fans, like that, yeah. that can snowball yeah. quickly, right? When you're in Ottawa and everybody is humming along to the Toronto Maple Leafs and chanting "Go Leafs, go!" and Ryan Reeves is running around, you need a deterrent quickly. You can only you can only turn the other cheek for so long. And I remember a yes. lot of the Ottawa teams I used to be on when when we didn't really have a tough guy. Early there on. was fi- and, and there was fighting then too. Actually, every single team had two or three. Yeah. Like we went in, we went into Washington one night, Wally. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, here I'll, I'll tell you some of the guys they had: Craig Berube, Chris Simon, Brandon Witt, oh, yeah. uh, Mark Tenorti, <laughs> Dale Hunter. So we're, we're we're in Washington. And we're winning like 4-1. We make it 5-1. Then all of a sudden, the bench is like, whoa, hold on a sec here, boys. Let's not run this score up too much. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got it the 6-1. And then it was just an absolute gong show the last last minute. They throw out all those five guys I mentioned. Tenority, Witt, Hunter, and it's a five-on-five. It was like the scene from Slapshot. Remember when they line up? And all yeah. five of the guys on the Chiefs get jumped. That's basically what happened. <laughs> so, just, like Dale Hunter is basically Racky there, the guy who was uh, the captain <laughs> on that team. He goes after Redden. Another guy goes after Dackle, and it's just all. And we're just yes. And there. those, I always found those are the ones that Jacques didn't do much about. And I, I'm not yelling, the shot Eddie, at Jacques, but he was not a fighter guy. 
Jacques yelling, Eddie Shore, Eddie Shore. So <laughs> old time hockey, old time hockey. You forgot somebody. Who did I forget? In the 1998-99 season, uh, Ron Wilson, the head coach. So that's one of the reasons they're throwing him over the boards. So here's their penalty minute leaders in order. Yeah. Craig Berube, Mark Tenorti, Enrique Ciccone, Dale Hunter. Ciccone too? Yes, and Brendan Witt. Oh, so just, yeah. just an absolute, just a plethora of <laughs> big, tough guys. And there's our roster. I don't even know if we had a tough guy at the time because I don't know if we had Andre Wye yet. But whenever, when we did have Andre and we played teams like that, it was unfair because Andre, remember another oh, no. game against. You, you, so here's your penalty minute leaders in 1998-99. Yes. Chris, Chris Murray Chris played Murray. 38 games, had 65 pins. Next yeah. was Vatslav Prospel, Wade Redden, <laughs> and Alexi Yashin, Magnus Arvidsson, Radic Bond. <laughs> Jason York and Radic Bond tied for penalty minutes with 48. Oh God! That's somebody, uh, somebody actually sent me a tweet out the other day. It was, uh, I think it was Big Rick. Um, I actually dropped the gloves with talk at once, and I'm pissed off because I didn't get five minutes for it. I think we got, <laughs> I think we only got four minute roughing penalties. But hey, if you drop the gloves with talk at, you deserve five minutes. Yes, if you exactly. yes, and if you can live to tell about it, you absolutely should get five. Exactly. You should have gone after him and got the instigator, and then you would have Listen, gotten. I wasn't going after him. You know what happened? I had uh, I had blocked a shot, and and uh, I had stitches in my eye at the time. And Tockett skated by, and put his stick up my visor and tried to rip out my stitches with his stick. And I got and I got up and and whacked him. Then he whacked me back and chased me up the ice. <laughs> and then he dropped his gloves, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm fighting here. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Thank God! Like it was nuts. Like, uh, oh yeah! Like who? Who is sadistic enough to like notice you have stitches in your eye, and around your eye, and try and rip them out with his stick? Oh, nothing, nothing to see here. Play on. So, so Yorkie, the following season, so ninety nine two thousand, uh, you guys bring in Andre Waugh finally, one hundred and forty five yeah. penalty minutes. Who was second on the team in penalty minutes that year? I'll even give you some options. Radic Bonk, Yanni Laukinen, Kevin Deneen, or Jason York. Well, it's probably me because you threw me in that. Uh, in that it uh, is you. You had 60 pims. You were second on the team in penalty minutes. Speaking of hooking and holding. I got, you know, I got jumped a few times that year. I remember one time <laughs> we, went into, uh, we went into New Jersey, and it's the same kind of those scenarios. New Jersey had... They had Lyle Odeline, they had Randy McKay, they had Scott Stevens, and they had this monster. I don't know if you remember, Christoph Oliwa. For any old school uh, NHL fans listening, Oliwa was like six foot six, Polish guy, and nuts. And Andre used to make fun of the way he talked, like he'd imitate his voice and he'd get on there. So, anyhow, Andre ran over, Andre ran, ran over Scott Niedemeyer. And all of a sudden, those five guys surrounded him. <laughs> and, of course, I'm on the ice. So uh, there's Randy McKay. There's O-Line. They surround him. But Danico's on the ice, too. And, of course, I'm standing beside Danico, and he drops his gloves. It's a five-on-five. Five. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm dropping my gloves here. I'm, like, trying to hold on to Danico, and all of a sudden, shit, he's a lefty. And <laughs> grabbing the left. <laughs> I think he only got me with one or two. But yeah, no, I had to fight Danico uh, because we 
Andre, uh, you know, that's what happened. If, if, if you went and hit one of the other team's best players, somebody on your team was going to get it. That was just the way it law of the jungle, right? Did you have to, did Danico take it easy on you by chance? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) He's not as nice as Chera. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was luckily like I was fairly strong back then. Like I was pretty strong, so I could hold on really well. So he didn't really get me. I'm like, I gotcha. Making sure it was like dancing with him, just making sure. Like as soon as I found out he was a lefty, I just grabbed the left. Otherwise, I would have got pummeled. He's a big guy. I think Danigo was playing at about 220. 6-2, and I'm like, I was playing back then at like a buck 94. So, like, you're t- that's like a 25 pound weight difference. Like, come on, I wish I could find this game. They don't get they don't give you any, yeah. All you've got are two games back against then, New Jersey with four uh, penalty minutes. Yeah, you just back, didn't get penalties. Yeah, back then, Jersey had a really tough team, and they, they didn't like us oh. too because we beat them, we beat them out in the first round one year. When they when we were loaded, we were the eight yes. seeded team, and they were one, and we beat them in the first round. And uh, you know, th- it was crazy too. There was a rumor back then, Wally. Old school Sens fans would like this one. New Jersey, and I think it's pretty true. Had offered to trade Brodeur. This is before they won all those cups. Trade Brodeur for Yash and straight up. Imagine if that would have happened. Well, that would have wow. to the uh, history of the Sens franchise where it could have went. It, very interesting. I, another trade that didn't happen was Radic Bonk for uh, Vincent LeCavalier. Oh, yeah? I never the year, uh, I'm pretty sure the year they stripped LeCavalier of his captaincy, yeah. uh, they were going to make that trade. I, you know what? I'm going to try and dig into that stuff and see what I can come up Bonky. with. But you, you're right. Like, There's been a few trades where it could have happened that would have yeah. changed the franchise for sure. You, I actually played pickleball with Bonky last week. <laughs> He's, uh, you talk about his son being drafted? Oh yeah, Oliver Bonk. Uh, yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be a good one. But I tell you, I watched that kid skate. He came out to a uh, a skills session we were doing out in Kempville about three years ago, and I was amazed at how well he moved. Right shot the. He's still growing too. He's he's just yep. he's like he's like a little baby deer right now. He's he's gonna be a very good player. Loves the game, and you know, Bonky was tough on him when he was young, but now like he brought him to London and he just left him alone. Yep. Actually played junior B for a bit when he well, was so there. I was going to talk about junior B because so again, everybody in hockey, please chart your own path. Don't listen to everybody saying you've got to play junior A and you got you to don't. play in the OHL. Like everybody just do what you think is best. And I remember having a conversation with Radic, who was a bit, I don't know if concerned at the time. He's like, Yeah, he's playing junior B in London. They want to make sure he's there. So he had a like unease about it, if you will. Yeah. Two years later, he's drafted in the National Hockey League. You just yeah. everybody just take your own time and, and follow your own path. Is all I have. Oh, it's that yeah, I know for sure. Well, I know you have a kid going through it right now. It is. If I could give anybody some advice, you're always going to have your top top players. They're gonna, they're going to yeah. be good no matter what. Like your one or two players here or there, but the rest of the the rest of the kids out there, it's slow and steady wins the race, and and just. You know, just let your kid figure it out and, and just work on skills, work on skating and just let your kid love the game because that's the key. It's it's the kids that love the game that end up potentially, potentially doing something because it's it's got to come well, from them. It can't come from the parents. That, and so part of that was is the Zach McEwen thing. 
Yeah. He thought for sure he was done with hockey. He was looking at going to university, all that stuff. Like Jody Shelley's another one who happened. To, I just know like he all of a sudden was playing major junior. Then he went to play, I think Dalhousie university. Suddenly he's in the national hockey league. Just, well, just I'll tell you, don't I'll get stressed you, like, about where you are at that particular year. That's all I'm my, I got, I I'll tell you a little bit. I think I told you this before I was I, went, I was rated in the NHL draft in my draft year, and I went to the draft and didn't get picked. <laughs> and then I got passed over the next two years. I ended up playing overage in junior, just like Zach, and I, I, I wasn't signed. Um, I was a seventh-round draft pick, but then I was going to go to school. I was set to go use my OHL school package and go out to University of Prince Edward Island. That's what I was going to do. My plan was to be a gym teacher. and my uh, Me too. My junior, nice. My junior A coach, he just said to me, he goes, don't quit now. He goes, you've come this far. He goes, you might as well play one more year and, and see where it takes you. And I just played, and I actually had so much fun that year in my overage year, and I just played. Things happened, and then uh, after that, three or four years in the minors, and the same thing, just kept playing. And uh, somebody asked me this question. They're like, when did you think you were going to play in the NHL? And I said, when I played after I played my first game, because <laughs> you just you just never you just kind of you just kind of did yeah. your day to day thing. You just went and played, and you didn't think about things. Obviously, back then a little bit easier because you didn't have all all the all the social media and everybody telling you how great their right. lives are. <laughs> Which, and you're in Adirondack, and nobody knows where you are. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't even imagine having to go. You know, everyone's on whatever showing how great they're doing on their instagram accounts and tiktok accounts like everyone's full of shit like come on. yes <laughs> just yes. just focus on what you're doing and see where it leads you yeah so it's yeah and i as you say i'm going through right now with my boy trying to like he just yeah. wants to play but he wants to see if he can play the best he can and do yeah. it and so just, just follow your it, own it, path yeah and if you're not and if you're just like a just Stay in school as long as you can. Yes. If you're if you're a mediocre player, stay in school. Right. And yeah. Like, I, and I people go, oh, if you say your kid plays AAA hockey, everybody's, oh, how good is he? So I will usually use the term, he's an average high end player. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. He might grow six inches. He might never yeah. be any good. It, like he, this may you. be the best he ever gets to. Whatever. Just, Jack Qu Jack Quinn. Local yes. kid Jack Quinn is a great story. Played double A hockey his whole life. Didn't play triple A until minor midget. It's not that when, he got cut. Yeah, or for whatever reason, but it just like I know, just, but he just it's played. not like he avoided. He's like, I'm not gonna, but he went yeah, and tried out and didn't. Yeah, make yeah, just played and got, got better and just continued on with what he was doing. And you know, things happen, everyone develops at a different, uh, different at a different time. Yeah. Do you think of Jack Quinn as the AHL Rookie of the Year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tore, tore his Achilles, so hopefully for Jack, he, uh, oh, he's able terrible. to get back. Yeah, he's able to get back. He will. He, he, the recovery from Achilles, from torn Achilles, is a lot better nowadays, so uh, I'm sure he'll get back to it. But he's a real, real nice player. Speaking of Achilles injuries, Eric Carlson named the Swedish Male Athlete of the Year. No way. Week. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? having a life. I know we're all over the map here right now, but so many, so many, so we're minor hockey. Now we're on the Carlson. What's the latest on the Carlson rumor mill right now on where he might land? You hear so anything? All, 
Well, all I keep reading about, and maybe it's just because it's written by people in Pittsburgh, it continues to be Pittsburgh is trying or they're done now. I don't know. I think Pittsburgh is the one that's trying the most to make this happen. Yeah. Wow. Pittsburgh. Imagine like Latang and Carl. Like that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I listening to Eric talk lately on how much a, um, a Stanley Cup means to him. And I'll say this about Eric Carlson right now. He's in a great place in his life. Like if, if you look what's happened yeah. to him with the injuries, with, um, you know, his wife having a miscarriage back then and, and all the personal stuff, like he went through a lot in a short period of time. He seems to be in a really good spot mentally, physically, and uh, just, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion I, I would take a chance on him right now. Um, if wait, wait a sec. There's taking a chance and then there's taking on a contract. Well, for San Jose is going to pick up part of that contract. It just depends how much, how much they're going to pick up uh, and, and where he fits on, on, on your salary structure. Cause so mm. many teams, so many teams are up against it right now with the cap, right? Like it's this right. year is this year in particular is very difficult because the cap didn't go up. So a lot of teams are squeezed. It's going to be, it's going to be a different story next summer. It's going to go up. So it just depends on how, what you can do with money coming in and money coming out. And I get that. I'm in all third. I can't imagine 31 other teams wouldn't want Eric Carlson in their lineup. I'm just saying you got to make it work financially. And that's such a few small yeah. number now, unfortunately. I, I'd love I to see Ottawa take him. Why not? I, I wouldn't bet against him right now. He seems like he is very determined and wants to get to a place where he's got an opportunity to win. And yeah, we saw him when he was playing with on one leg will ottawa right you know almost all the way oh my god yeah and and i I think right now is the healthiest and the best he's been physically and mentally in a long time at the height of him right at that time right i was he the best player in the national hockey league for me yes for i think there was a period in time i remember going to watch him live Cause I was doing, I was worked, I was doing some work for Sportsnet, and I was watching the game's ice level. Like I was down at the Zamboni thing doing the between period hits, and I was watching Carlson play, and he was doing things in the game no other defenseman was doing. And he just, yeah, sure, he had a few things defensively, his pivot to the right, but you go back to that play, that all-time play he did with Hoffman, like that pass, that thirty-foot saucer pass on the tape. I, to me, I'll, I, I'll always say this, the best, the, the, the most exciting and the most talented player to, to ever play for the Ottawa Senators, in, in my opinion. Without and question. Pro- without question. And I think it was Crosby. Uh, I'm trying to remember, was McDavid coming in? He was in no. the top three. It was Crosby, Carlson, and Ovechkin maybe at the oh, time. Yeah, I'd say Ovi probably. But I... I think I think you could make a really strong argument for about a year's time. Carlson was the best player in the game, and yeah, like people are like, "Oh, well, you forget that Sidney Crosby was there." I, no, I don't. I just of all the players I watched play, the things that yeah. Eric Carlson did just seemed to be on a. And maybe it's because he's flashier than Sidney Crosby, because Crosby's not a flashy player whatsoever. He just does yeah. the job and gets it done. But holy, yeah. like watching Eric Carlson would be one of. 
I don't know, two or three players that you would pay just to watch him play on the Yeah, ice. absolutely. No, oh. no, it was it was a really fun time to watch a guy like that playing. Um, for me personally, too, because I played the right def- – like I know how hard it is to play defense in the NHL, and the stuff he was able to pull off, it's like, come on. Like it's – nobody else is doing that. And that's what that's what made it so good. Uh, why? Okay, so you. It's funny you just said something to me, and I wish we started the show with this because it's past it probably. But you said his pivot to the right wasn't what it should be. It's funny how you pick that stuff up because most people aren't noticing a player pivot to the right or left. Yeah, yeah. No, some. I always had a little bit of an issue when I was on the offside pivoting to my uh that would be to my left just i don't know certain players move certain way um i always thought that was a little bit of a glitch that he had um you'd see him a lot of times turn around and skate forwards and just match the forward speed and then just and just and then i used to call it the carlson bump he'd just skate in front of him and take the puck away from him yes (laughs) Because he was so not fast. a physical player whatsoever. Yeah, but the game, the game, just like Reds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, d- yeah, different players. Like Reds was well, more of a guy. More, Reds was more of a guy that just puck off the stick right away, good pass, and then yeah, and, and not never lead the rush, always support the rush, and then uh, yeah, d- different d- different players. Reds was a little I, more. I guess my little, point was just not the flat like not the hard-hitting but extremely elite nhl defenseman that doesn't need to sla- smash your face in the glass to get a puck where they separate red's had a couple of sneaky good fights though like the old uh mm-hmm. the old farm the old farmer in him came out a few times where he dropped the gloves and they're like oh i didn't see that coming like he like he wasn't afraid to drop the gloves now and then like no. rough up that pretty face of his <laughs> uh yes well I'll get him back on. We'll just get him to talk about his fights. I'm sure he'd love to discuss that. Uh, all right, Yorkie. Um, we'll wrap it up there, but see you again next week uh, for another edition of Coming In Hot. Enjoy the golf course, my friend. And right. Thanks again to Zach McEwen for joining us. See you, everybody. Coming In Hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.